Hey everybody, welcome to the Calhoun Ward Living Histories Podcast. I am your host, John Phillips, a member of the Calhoun Ward. Let's dive in and learn more about our ward members. Hi, my name is Rosario Duran. Uh, I hope that everybody knows me by now. Um, well, I was born in uh, a place called Honduras. It's in Central America. And I was born in the capital, Tegucigalpa. Um, I was uh, raised Catholic, and my parents were lovely and, and wonderful parents. And um, I am the, the oldest of five. Um, as I said, I was uh, raised as Catholic, and I went to Catholic uh, schools all my life, just with uh, girls. My dad was a um, pediatrician in Honduras, and he used to work at a general hospital, and then he's got his own, uh, his own uh, clinic. And uh, it was funny because at the time, well, Honduras is a very poor country, and he got paid with uh, chickens, with uh, fruits, with bread, um, things like that that people could pay for. And he was so happy. And that is something that I, I just uh, keep in my memories that uh, my parents were the, the giving people that I want to be. I want to serve people because my mom was a teacher, a high school teacher. And she was always bringing home um, kids from the streets to eat at home. So we all always had those uh, guests. And to us was so normal to see those kids come into our house. Um, and at the time, you know, we didn't understand why my mom was bringing these kids. And we were so happy because they were new friends to us. And they were from the streets. Um, so basically, my, my childhood was very, um, very familiar, very uh, family-oriented. Um, we grew up with our grandparents living in the same na neighborhood. And all my uncles and aunts, they live around around us. My cousins were around us. So we grew up in a wonderful family um, uh, environment. And um, things that come to my memory is uh, always celebrating Mother's Day with my cousins. And my uncles, uh, they used to play guitars and used to bring... Um, serenades to my grand uh, grandmother um, on Mother's Day. And uh, then my grandmother used to have uh, breakfast for everybody. So everybody was invited to come, you know, to the breakfast uh, on Mother's Day. And that was the same way we celebrated Christmas and, you know, big, big uh, holidays. That's, that's the way I grew up with, you know, cousins and aunts and uncles and, and my grandparents who I, I loved, I loved dearly. And um, they were really, really, really a support to me uh, throughout my life. Um, as I said, my parents um, were giving people, giving people. They were always serving. They were always giving to others. And as I said, we were not in this church. I did not know any, any better, and I thought that was the best thing. And to me, it was uh, really an example growing up. Um, we had a beautiful um, childhood with my, with my siblings. As I said, I was the oldest one. 
and I had four more uh, siblings, um, one boy, and then the other one, the rest were girls. And uh, we were very close together. We grew up, you know, going to to the beach with my parents. Uh, and as I said, Honduras, it's a very poor country, but beautiful. We had beautiful uh, Caribbean beaches. And also we have some beaches in the Pacifics. So um, we grew up going to those beaches and um, enjoying our lives. Our lives were really very... Um, I would say we we lived in a bubble because we thought that everything was perfect. So that's the way we grew up. In Honduras, well, we speak Spanish, first of all. Um, our culture is very uh, oriented as, you know, family-oriented. So everything is around family. And also um, there are some traditions, traditions as a Hispanic traditions, as well as Catholic traditions, because 90% or 95% of the people over there, it's uh, Catholic. Um, as I said before, I did not know anything about this church when I was living down there in Honduras. I just knew um, Catholic. Um, things that uh, have made me who I am is uh, that I had the example from my parents and from my grandparents to uh, give the best of yourself, to become what you are. And they kept, I remember they kept saying all the time, you know, you have to do your, try your best and to try to become the best at what you do. What you decide to do, it's up to you, but you have to do, to try to do your best. So, um, yes, we had some economical problems in Honduras. And, um, and because of that, the crime is it's very high. Um, not for, I don't know, I never felt that I was in danger, never, ever. Um, and we lived in a city, um, the capital, and um, yes, the, the crime was very high, um, especially for um, foreign people. So... Um, we used to call, uh, yes, the gringos, gringos. They have to, they have to take care of themselves here, you know, because they think that they come and bring all this money, and it's not, you know, it, it wasn't the case. But, but um, uh, Honduras, as I said, um, it's Hispanic, always, always laughing, always um, having fun with your families, you know, always uh, singing and dancing, and there was always a a a reason to have a party so at home so and it's still now nowadays now he knows now um, but um, yes and uh, so that's the way that we celebrated every holiday you know together with with friends with uh, family and that that was the way it was and that's why I want to keep you know from my culture that to be able to transmit to my kids, and I, I hope I have, you know, uh, done that. Um, even though we moved here to the U.S., um, I know that they love their grandparents, which, you know, were my parents, and they passed away too long ago now. it's It's been a long, long time. My mom passed away 25, 26 years ago. She was only 63 at the time when she passed away. 
Um, I missed her up to this day. And um, my, pa, my dad, he passed away when he was 70 years old. Um, my kids loved him to death. My kids loved, my, uh, my two boys um, loved him to death. Um, so, uh, and it's because of that, because they created that environment, you know, of love, of uh, sharing, of uh, being able to uh, be together, you know, united as a family. And, and I think that is very important. Yes, uh, growing up as a, as a uh, 10-year-old, maybe 15-year-old um, or 10-year-old, I would say that it was so fun because at the time, we did not have internet. We did not, I mean, the, the TV in Honduras was three channels, and that was it, black and white. So what did we do? Stay outside on the streets playing bikes, playing uh, uh, whatever we wanted to play, you know, outside with balls, with whatever we wanted to play. We had our friends from the neighborhood, you know, that we knew after you're done your, your homework and uh, you can go outside, but you have to be back home by 6, 6.30 the most to have dinner. And that's the way it was, you know, uh, we had so much fun uh, growing up with friends and family because all my, my cousins lived around the area. We all lived in the same neighborhood with my grandparents. And this was what my mom's uh, parents. And uh, so we had, that's the way that we played. Then when we became, you know, teenagers, then um, we with, with started, you know, having uh, uh, parties and uh, uh, and it was the same thing, parties in the neighborhood. So we knew, my parents knew which house we were at. My parents knew uh, who their parents were, you know. And it was so, um, I don't know, I should say it's so family-oriented, you know, even though they were friends, but we grew up together. And that's the way that it was. Um, things that we did to, uh, as I said before, my parents used to take us to um, to the beach, which I love up to this day, you know, going to the beach. And it's because of that. Because, well, my mom, my, my mom, she was the nerd of the family. She was a reader. She was reading all the time, all the time. So we went to the beach. She was reading her books under, you know, an umbrella. She was reading her books, her magazines, whatever she got handy she was reading my dad was the fun part my dad was hey let's go get up let's go have breakfast let's go to the beach let's go and he was the fun part so that's how we we grew up and we loved it we loved it and uh, we we could bring in our friends with us if we wanted a couple of friends with us and and that was the way it was high school I was a very shy person very, very shy, and uh, so my parents tried to introduce me into these type of groups, you know, of, of uh, youth groups. And as I said, um, I grew up in Catholic school, only girls. So things that we did at the school growing up, you know, in, in high school, we used to play, you know, uh, things to the, to the nuns. 
um, we used to um, play games with them uh, and also uh, tricks. And uh, they got so mad at us and we were, you know, it was just playing around, you know, we were just teenagers and we thought it was funny to um, to do different things to the nuns, and I'm not gonna say what, but you know, different things to the nuns, and and they got so mad at us. Um, outside that, as I said, my parents got me. Oh, it's better if you go and start, you know, introducing to boys, and and so you can you get you know more comfortable. And so there was this uh, this group of kids that uh, we used to do some uh, service. Um, we used to do some. Uh, projects uh, uh, and get together on Saturdays and uh, do service pro uh, projects. And I met several, you know, boys and, and, and you know, you, you start liking boys and all that. So it was fun. And at the same time, um, uh, we used to have once a month, we used to have a, a dance. And uh, so it was very fun um, doing that. And that was, you know, basically what I did uh, throughout high school. But it was my parents that mm, took me there. So I graduated from uh, high school. Um, and high school in Honduras was, uh, was not a 12-year-old, not 12, uh, you know, that you go to 12th grade. You go to 11th grade and you graduate in, at 11. So I was 17 when I graduated. Um, from uh, high school, um, and right after that, you know, I graduated, and we have a different times. Also, we go to school from February until November, and then uh, yes. So after, right after I got off, you know, I finished high school. Then um, that was January the second, I think it was. I left to go to England, and it was a huge impact not only because I was going by myself, um, my parents didn't go and, and drop me off and over there, no. They put me in a, on a plane. Of course, you know, there were representatives from the school I was going to, um, and I had another two girls that were going to the same place I was going. Um, so when we got to England, um, it was full of snow up to here. Never in my life saw uh, snow in my life. Never, ever. And to me, it was, you know, a, a big impact. Um, so we got there, and the town that I was going to be living at, it, it was uh, South England. It was uh, on the beach. It was a beautiful place. Um, they, once we got to the airport, uh, there was a person from the school and, and they took us, you know, in a van and they took us to the houses we were going to be living at. We were going to be living with uh, uh, different um, families. So when I got to the house, I did not know any English, nothing, just thank you and goodbye. And so the family I got, it was mom and dad. There was grandma living with them, and they had one girl, seven-year-old girl. And in the house, they had some other, two other students, 
from two different com uh, countries. One was from uh, Switzerland and the other one was from Saudi Arabia. So they, it was two boys and I was the only girl. So they gave me my bedroom and, uh, and then the boys um, were entitled to show me, hey, this is where we take the bus to go to school. This is uh, the, the store, this is here, this is there. And uh, I was so scared. As I said, first of all, I did not know the language. I did not know what they were talking about. And I was, to me, was a very big impact. Um, thankfully, uh, when I got to school and I saw all these kids from different nationalities, all these kids from Latin America, uh, from Europe, from uh, Asia, from everywhere, because it was a school just specialized in uh, teaching English. So um, it was easy for me to learn the language that way, um, or easier. Uh, I was there and I had the other two girls that came with me, you know, we used to get together at lunchtime and just talk, hey, how is it going, you know, how's your family, how this and that. And after school, usually we used to go and have dinner with all these kids, to different restaurants that were around the area. Um, as I said, it was a beautiful place, beautiful little town um, with, uh, you know, those cabins, with the uh, phone phone cabins that you go in there and you, to talk and all that. It was so cool. And then um, the school took us uh, on a tour for uh, throughout um, London. And so we, we went on that one, we had so much fun, and it was, I mean, beautiful, beautiful, definitely beautiful. And um, so the time I was there, really, I enjoyed it very much. After the first impact, um, I, and my, the family I was living with, they were such uh, tender people. I mean, they were so love, loving, and, and they made, made me uh, feel at home. They, they, they kept saying, hey, we understand that, you know, the language and this and that. They used to take us uh, through the weekend, take us on little uh, roads, you know, just road trips to see the country, uh, which it was beautiful to me. And that gave me, I mean, open up my, my mind, my everything that, that, that it was so different than from the environment I was coming. I was coming from, you know, very uh, secluded, I don't know if secluded, but a very tight uh, environment with my family. And now I was looking all, and you know, knowing all these places that, uh, that opened up my mind. So, um, and I wanted to stay there, but then my dad, you have to come back home. It's time to, for you to come back home, so. And I was a good, I've been always a good girl and always obedient to my parents, always, always. So um, I came back home and uh, that was in, uh, I think it was in, in May that I came back and then in June I, I started college. And um, college in Honduras, uh, it's different for different, for the, whatever career you, you choose. So, for example, uh, I, um, I wanted to become a doctor. 
because of my dad. And I wanted to help people. And uh, while I was doing that, um, uh, yes, we did have the three first years were just, you know, general classes, we call them. And then there were four other years that it's where you are really, you know, learning everything about uh, to become a doctor. Um, the very last year, it's a, a um, social security, uh, social security, social work that we they sent you to little towns around Teusigalpa, and you are in, you are in charge of the little clinic in that. It, and these are like villages in the mountains. You don't have, I mean, they don't have nothing. They don't have maybe the electricity and maybe water from a well, but nothing else. And you are entitled to, you're in charge of that little clinic. You're in charge if there is a vaccination uh, program going on, you're in charge to go house by house vaccinating kids. I mean, it was such a great experience to me. It was a great experience, not only because I got to meet, you know, people, all type of people, and very poor people that they don't have anything but a, a little tiny cottage in the mountains, in the middle of nowhere. And they would always receive you with a, hi, how are you? And do you want some breakfast? Even though they don't have nothing they're willing to share with you. And that was a great experience to me. At this point, I was still Catholic. And then I got married. I got married to my first husband and we had the first baby. I was still doing, um, I was, I hadn't, I haven't finished yet. And so I had to delay my, because of the baby. And I was away maybe a year. And then after that, um, my, my mom used to take care of the baby and that, so for me to finish. And I finished and I graduated. And, um, oh, by the way, when I was, you know, uh, when I was uh, in the first three years of college, um, I was working at a school, at a high school too. And I was a science teacher for a little while. And um, I enjoyed that, uh, that too. Um, but then after I graduated, uh, then I found me a job at the general hospital and, uh, I was doing, uh, basically, uh, emergency, uh, at the ER. So it was just basically going so quickly, everything so quickly, taking care of customers, uh, customers, um, patients. Um, then I have my second baby. It was another boy. The first was a boy. His name is Alberto. And maybe some of you have seen him. Uh, he came the other day, the, a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago, maybe, um, with his baby. And, um, and then I had the second baby. His name is Tulio. And uh, um, so after that, you know, I was working and, you know, having just a family life and, and all that. And uh, my ex-husband had, um, his sisters were living here in the U.S. And they got married and they got their uh, citizenship. 
So they petitioned for us to come to live in the U.S. So basically when we came here, that was back in 1996, um, I, we came with our two boys. One was, Alberto was eight and Tulio was four. So um, Alberto already knew English because he was going to a bilingual school. But Tulio was still too small, and so he, he barely spoke Spanish. We came here to the U.S., and we first came to Charlotte, North Carolina, because that's the place where uh, my ex-husband's sisters lived in Charlotte. So we got there, and then very quickly I realized that I was not going to be able to do my uh, medical thing here without having a license as a medical doctor, you know, or any other type of uh, uh, certification as a medical doctor. So um, um, I really also realized very quickly that it would take me like two, three years to go back through school. And uh, not only that, but the money, um, I didn't have the money to do that. And uh, my kids, uh, since they were coming from Honduras, which is, you know, it's a different environment than when you come here, I always thought, uh, I don't know, you know, um, how is this going to affect them? And I want to be there for them. So um, I got offered um, a job as a uh, customer service doing insurance, property and casualty. Well, at the beginning, I started just customer service and because I was bilingual, so I was able to take care of, you know, uh, Spanish speaker um, customers and then uh, English as well. So this was in a very small, at the time, it was a small agency in Charlotte. Now it's been, grew up and it's huge. It's called Charlotte Insurance now. Um, so I was there and I had to take my, um, my certification as a, in property and casualty, which it was funny because in Honduras at that time, we did not use insurance. So I did not know anything about insurance. So, but the, the owner of this uh, insurance agency, he took the time to teach me. Okay, this is this, this is there, this is there. And I had to go to school. I had to go to, um, they had a, a community college over there. And I, that's where I took the, the property and casualty certification. And um, not only that, but I became also a, a notary. Because they told me, okay, all these people come with, you know, these titles that they need to be notarized to get changed. And then you get the insurance just right there. And so I had to become a notary. So you would say it's a completely different, you know, subject. But I had to do it. So um, my ex-husband was working, uh, I think it was a, a factory and he wasn't happy there, of course. Um, so I stayed at that uh, insurance agency for uh, nine years. During that time, 
I got my girl. I got my, my little girl, Alexa, and she was born there in uh, Charlotte. And um, right after um, she was born, then uh, my ex-husband got a, a, a job at the Honduran uh, embassy or consulate in Phoenix, Arizona. So, um, so we moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, the, at this point, uh, we already had, you know, the three, the two boys and the girl. And uh, we moved to Phoenix. And uh, I continue working as, uh, you know, insurance agent in Phoenix. I had to transfer my license, get my certification over there in, in Phoenix, in uh, Arizona, and uh, to be able to work over there. So I worked there. And basically, at this point, um, we were getting divorced. So we got divorced. He went back to Honduras, and um, I stayed here with my two, my three kids, and that was hard. So um, after uh, Phoenix, then um, my sister had moved to Georgia with his family, her family, because um, my brother-in-law he's got a job at a. It, at the time, it was, uh, I think it's still their care. Uh, it's a, it's an, a, an international institution that uh, they help in, in uh, emergency cases like uh, hurricanes and things like that. So he, he was transferred from Tegucigalpa to Georgia, to Atlanta. And so I decided, well, you know, I'm not doing anything here by myself with my three kids. I'm my, well, you know, I just miss my family. I just go to lived close to my sister and I moved here to Georgia and that's how I came here to Georgia and I had to transfer again my <laughs> my license property and casualty license again and started working different insurance companies finally I end up with uh, Liberty Mutual Insurance they offered me a job and I loved that company I loved it it was a great company to work for. Um, unfortunately, uh, in 2016, they um, laid us off because uh, they were creating like a big, uh, big offices, like call centers, instead of small offices, and we were not able to move at the time. So um, I got laid off. That was 2016. And then uh, from there, I stayed home for um, a year, right? Uh, for a year. And then I looked at a job and I found a job at a, a mortgage company where I worked at a mortgage company for a while, for two, two years. And then I end up on this company which I don't like very much, but uh, I'm thankful for. Um, at least I have a job. And this one is uh, escrow. I work for the escrow department. And that's, that's all it is. The three kids that I have, Alberto, who is the, the oldest one, he got married in 2016. That was the year that I was uh, getting laid off. So uh, he, he got married in 2016 to Sonia. And uh, um, they got a little girl. She is three years old. 
and uh, they leave. Well, they lived here. They moved to Minnesota for a couple of years because of his job. He works for a. Um, it's a, a company that sells um, materials for those big signs that you see the billboards. So they sell those type of uh, things. So he uh, he's, he does that, and uh, um, well. He's been there since a long time, I think. I don't even remember, maybe eight years or something like that. He, he finished uh, his college in, uh, in the finance, as a finance uh, you know, major. And so he's doing that. They came back to Georgia uh, this year. And thank God, because I got my baby here close to me. And um, that's our little, our little granddaughter. Uh, her name is Hayden, and she's three. Then I have Tulio. Tulio, he lives here in Georgia, and uh, he lives actually in Kennesaw. And, um, well, he, he started college, and he never finished. So uh, he works for a, a construction company and where he manages uh, some crews of people there. So he's been there. He's not married. Um, and... So he's living there since, uh, he used to live in uh, Lawrenceville. Is it Lawrenceville? Yeah. And he moved to Kennesaw recently, just to be closer, closer to us. So um, then I have Alexa, and Alexa is doing, uh, she works, and she also goes to school. She stayed away from school for a while, and then she's, she's back to school. So um, she is, uh, she lives with a, uh, my second son with Tulio, they they rent a house in Kennesaw, and just because the school is there, and then uh, he, uh, her job is right closer. Uh, she used to live with us for a while, and she was this is so far away, it's too far away in Rydal, you know. So she moved uh, with Tulio, so he, they are living together in another roommate they have as well. My kids, they were baptized. And they left uh, church, um, unfortunately. Um, but what can I do? Just love them and pray for them, you know. And when the time is good, you know, I know that they will be able to come back. So, um, I, and I am so grateful because I know that, um, you know, that, that our Heavenly Father loves them as well as He loves me. I like to read. I read. Uh, I, I said my mom was a reader. I, I like to read. I enjoy reading stuff, you know, and things. And uh, um, and also, well, we found a very good, it, it, that interests both of us, which is camping. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so we started camping. Um, well, with this COVID stuff, you know, that we started, we bought a camper and, and now we go everywhere with the camper, you know, and our dogs. And we enjoy that very much. We enjoy the peaceful things, you know, that we, I mean, sometimes it's just breathtaking, you know, and, and we feel that peace and that it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We loved it. We love it. And we, we are planning on getting another camper, bigger camper, <laughs> because we loved it so much. Well, I met... The very first time in my life I met the missionaries when I was living in Arizona. 
uh, I was still married to my uh, first husband. And um, since he was working at the Honduran embassy, he brought the missionaries home with him because they, they were going to get visas to go to Honduras. So he brought them to our house. And the very first thing I said to them, I'm sorry, I'm Catholic. I'm Catholic. And uh, they kept coming and coming and coming and coming. And I was all the time, no, I don't think I need to listen to you. I got my faith, you know, I'm Catholic and I don't, I'm not gonna change. But they were persistent and uh, they kept coming and coming. And finally, um, one of the days, you know, they came and, uh, and I said, okay, I'll sit down with you and, you know, just listen, just listen to what you have to say. And they, they you know, they started talking um, about the church, about their testimonies and all that. And, and I had a lot of questions. And I asked them questions and questions. And I was, hmm, okay. And I got interest. So, um, but at the same time, I always had that feeling that, oh, but I don't want to leave. I'm Catholic. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I want to be Catholic all my life. <laughs> um, you know how my uh, my kids got uh, baptized as Catholics when they were babies. You know how Catholic uh, church is. They, they, they baptize when they are babies. So that was one of my major questions. Okay, they don't need to be baptized. They already, I'm already baptized when I was a baby. You know, I got baptized. And um, so all those questions, you know, came and came back and came back. And they kept, you know, reading scriptures and this and that. And how do I know that all this is true? How do I know? You have to pray. You have to kneel down. You have to pray. You have to read the scriptures. You have to, and they gave me, you know, several scriptures. The funny thing is that uh, when I got divorced, I told them, hey, I'm so sorry. And I was happy, you know, inside of me. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to get rid of these people. Um, I was happy. Um, I'm so sorry, but I'm moving to Georgia. Oh, not a problem. We got missionaries over there in Georgia. I was, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> they said, yeah. Where are you going to be living? In Kennesaw. Okay, let, let's see. Let's check Kennesaw. And they checked Kennesaw. They contacted the bishop, um, the missionaries over there in Kennesaw and all that. So when I came here, I was bringing, you know, stuff from, from Arizona and all that. I was going to live in an apartment. And I got the, the bishop there waiting for me at such time and the missionaries, and a lot of men that I didn't know, that I never saw in my life. And I was, who are all these people? And the, the bishop, um, his name is uh, Graham. Do you know him from the stake? Brother Graham? Do you know um, Sister Graham from the stake too? The Relief Society president. No, okay, that she is the, the you know, wife and, and husband. So anyways, uh, so he was there and he was um, bishop this and, and this is this and this and that and the missionaries here and uh, these people here are going to help you. 
why would they help me? They don't know me. They don't even know me. And they helped me with all my stuff. They put up everything in my apartment. And then after that, um, I remember I, say, I asked them, do I owe you anything? <laughs> you know, thinking I need to pay them, you know, because they helped me. And it was, no, 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 no. And it was so weird to me. Why would they do that? I never experienced this in my life. And so I, you know, they continue coming. They send me, a, uh, in that, at that time, it was a minister and sisters. No, 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 it wasn't minister, uh, visiting sisters. So they sent me a, a, a visiting sister. She helped me with the, you know, decorate and this and that. And, and then my, my visiting teacher, I think it was at the time. All this was in 2004. 2004. And he helped me, you know, with the taking trash out, uh, changing bulbs, and uh, I don't know, different things, you know, around the apartment. Um, and to me, it was so weird. I, I said, I don't understand. And one day, my, my visiting teacher, she sat down with me and she said to me, um, do you know about charity? And I knew the word, you know, charity, yeah, charity, yeah, 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 yeah. And do you know what it means? Well, charity is being good to people and blah, blah, blah. She gave me a whole talk about charity. She brought up her, her scriptures, her dear and there and there. And I start, my, my, my wheels started turning. Okay, so these people are doing all this because they love me with the real love of God. And then, you know, missionaries kept coming and teaching me and all that. And because all this kindness, I started going to church. Because all this kindness and service towards me, who I was nobody to them, nobody. My visiting teacher, she used to, I remember because I was a single mom and I had my daughter, I needed to go and pick her up. And my visiting teacher said, don't worry, I'll pick her up from school. You, you, you stay at your, at your job, not a problem. I keep her at my house, you come and pick her up at, at my, uh, my house when you are done. And all these things made me think, oh my gosh, I don't know these people very well, but yet they're giving me all this love. And that's when I change. That's where my, my mind changed, my heart changed. And, and I said, yeah, I want to be baptized. It was because of service and love that I felt, that I never felt before. I'm sorry. And so that's basically how I came to church. That's the reason I came. And I said, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm by myself, but I know that he's with me because I have all these people around me, you know, supporting me and helping me. And I know that they love me. So I know that he loves me. And that's the way I came to church. And I haven't, leave, I haven't left since then.
since 2000. I got baptized September 5th of 2004. So it's going to be 20 years. We, um, we were single. He was single for 16 years with raising his, uh, uh, his son. And, um, and we lived far away from each other. I was living in Ackworth. He was living in Cumming. Never knew each other. Never met each, uh, never met before in our lives. And one day, um, I had to work a second job because I was single, you know, and, and, so um, I had to work a second job, and uh, one of my coworkers she invited me to, hey, let's go to these singles, and it wasn't from church. Let's uh, let's go to these singles um, party or something, and I didn't want to go. I did not want to go because I was tired. My life was, you know, job, 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 kids, kids, kids. You know, it's hard. Thank God I had my sister as well, close to me, who, you know, I could rely. And, uh, and well, <laughs> I told my sister, okay, such and such is inviting me to go to this party. I don't want to go. And, and she was, you are too young, blah, 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 blah. And at this point, it was 2010, 2010. So I've been divorced for a while and he's been divorced for a while and finally I said okay all right I'll go I'll go <laughs> it was in Gainesville <laughs> and I said that's far away from here so I thought well maybe I'm gonna stay over there you know and at a hotel and and spend the night and so we paid together with my my friend we paid our, our room together and we went to the party we got in the party and we looked around, and there was only, like, very old people. Very old people. And, but they looked to see, uh, they seemed to be, um, that they knew each other, right? Because they were talking to each other, and they were, and we were like, okay, we're just here. Let's go inside. Let's see what, what's going on, you know? And we went in there, and they had a, a DJ with music and all that. They had a little place that you could eat, you know, some finger foods and, and all that. And, and that's, we sat down at a table. And it's a whole story, but uh, I'm going to say that all of a sudden I feel, you know, somebody was tapping on my, my shoulder. And he said, hey, I'm David. Can I sit right next to you? And I said, yeah, you may. And he sat down there, and we never stopped, talk, stopped talking. <laughs> okay, drink something. Um, so that's how we met. And then uh, after that, you know, it was just, uh, it was just history. We continue, you know, just, I mean, that was in, oh, actually it was uh, uh, for his birthday. His birthday is tomorrow. So it was on, on, a, on his birthday that we went to that party. I didn't know it was his birthday. And he, he told me that, that he didn't have anything to do. His son was already out of the house. And uh, um, he was by himself at home and that he got invited to that, that thing, that party. And he said, oh, okay, I might as well go. And he, he went.
He said he sat down and he saw me and then he said, All right, yeah, I'm going to go and talk to her. And, and that, that's the way we met. Then after that, uh, we, we went to, you know, I, I was coming to this church all the time and he was uh, going to a, a Christian church. So we decided that we wanted to visit, you know, both uh, churches and see which one we decided to stay with. And I went to his, and then he came to ours. And then I said, I'm not moving. I'm staying here. And um, I started bringing the missionaries to my house. Um, when he came to visit, he came to visit the missionaries too. <laughs> so that's how he, he got baptized through there. And then we got married, um, how, how many months after? Because I got my, well, it was November, December, January, February, March, April, five months after we met, we got married. Um, and my, my brothers and sisters came from Honduras to the wedding and they were so happy to, to meet him. Yeah, and uh, it was, it was, I, I know that, that God put us together. I know, I know that. Well, the, the life experience that I had, um, and this is, um, I don't know if it's a, it's a good thing. Um, when uh, COVID stroke, you know, in 2020, right? I started, like in January, I started saying, I want to go see my sister. I want to go see my sister in Honduras. Um, I haven't seen her since 2014. And I want to go for her birthday. That was in March. And he was telling me, okay, just, yeah, just go, go, go. I went to Honduras in March. And I spent the whole week with her, you know, and her family, her husband, her daughter and we had such a great time um she was um before that she was diagnosed with uh, a, a kidney problem so she had to have some dialysis done and um when i went to honduras that's the reason i i wanted to see her because i wanted to see <laughs> You know, always a doctor thinking, okay, I wanted to see if they're doing it right. I wanted to see what the, 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 the what they're doing, what, you know. So I went down and um, I went with her to the dialysis and stayed with her. It was dialysis are like four hours. And then um, came back, you know, and in July, she passed away from COVID. COVID. So, you know, her uh, immune system was very low because of all these dialysis and, um, and she got it. And so I thought, I got, I mean, God told me, the spirit told me, you have to go and see your sister because you're not going to see her anymore here on earth. You got to go. So now I know, I know that I have to trust those, uh, those callings, you know, that you have. And 
to me, that was very, very clear. He wanted me to go and spend time with her before she left. And so that's my, my spiritual. I love that we are, we were welcome from the beginning, even though, you know, it was through COVID that we moved here in uh, 2020 and we were not, you know, getting together um, as much as we wanted. But as soon as we started coming and, and, you know, regularly and all that, I mean, everybody was so welcome. And uh, we love that uh, we can, uh, we can love everybody here. I mean, everybody's so lovable. And uh, we love that it's small world that, you know, we take care of each other. That's what we love. What would I say to my kids for my posterity, my kids, my grandkids, whatever, great grandkids, to love each other, to love the Lord, you know, to come up to him, that they will give, that he will give, give them all the peace that they need, all the love that they need. That would be my message. Well, that brings us to a close for this week's podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed the personal history and stories presented today. And most of all, I hope it has brought you closer to another member of our ward.